It's 17 after 10 o'clock. You're listening to The Talking Point. So our 10 o'clock conversation today, we're looking at the issue of development. Um, this is particularly in township and in rural areas. I described him as a property mogul earlier. I wonder if he'll agree. And Dr. Mike Nguna, good morning to you. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Morning, morning, Kathy, to you and... Uh you know, all your viewers, you know, I know your station is one of the biggest. I'm told, you know, uh, we've been listened by over a million yes. as we're talking. So congratulations, you know, for the growth of your station because I've been here some times ago during Mapule the late and uh, she introduced me to this, you know, station. That's fantastic. Well, it's it's good to be having you on the platform again after um, uh, many years. But I suppose in that period, you've also had the opportunity to do a lot more work than what you had done before. Um, and, you know, I, I want to begin by asking you um, and maybe give you an opportunity for those of our listeners that might not be familiar with Mike Nguna. You, of course, are, are the founder of the Masingita group of companies. But to tell us a little bit more about who you are and the work that you have done. So we're all working from the same page, have the same context as we get into the rest of this conversation. You know, uh, I'll tell you uh, something. The question that you have asked, it's a broader question, mm. which needs, you know, someone to dig deeper. And uh, at times, you know, uh, being a modest person you have ever come across, you know, <laughs> uh, is that, you know, once you see your grief, you know, uh, history about yourself, some other people might construe that, you know, you're breaking, but mm. be as it may, so, so we can't talk about the fact that you are a property billionaire. Is that not one of the things that no, we should no, be bringing no. up? No, no, you can't bring such things because, you see, I don't, you know, see myself being that uh, at that level. Mm. Uh, I'm a servant of people. And somebody who started, you know, um, um, in the late uh, or in the early 70s, and uh, as you are aware that, you know, black people in this country were deprived, you know, uh, some land. And at that time, the apartheid government was uh, only building rental stock for black people. But after 1976, uh, the then government realized that they've got no chance. They have to conform and, uh, because freedom was coming, freedom was imminent. And after 76, they decided to uh, allow blacks to own houses. And in so way to uh, that notion started in Pimville, whereby, you know, uh, the big companies were allowed to do development uh, for black people. But black people were only given the crumbs, which was, you know, subcontracting from the Marian Roberts, from the Grenicas, from the Group 5. So I then uh, became one amongst those people, the first. I can quote some big names who were also party to that, the Ndavancele, the Ivan Corsas, uh, you know, you know those people. But you see, myself, I excelled. And uh, in 1979, I bought, you know, the first site uh, in Shawela, in Soweto, on your turn to, uh, you know, Protea Glen is uh, Protea North. It's called Ed Mangalani. 
Mangalani, it's my other name, as you know, that, you know, black people, you know, we, we, when we were born, will have, you know, two names. Uh, the other one is the birth one. And uh, the other one will then, when you go to the mountain and perform, you know, some, you know, cultural mm. activity, then you change that name to another name. So after, you know, building, uh, uh, buying that site, I became the first black to have built, you know, a, a well-organized shopping center in Soweto. And, um, you know, I ended up borrowing money from Volskars Bank, which was unheard of, you know, just, you know, to borrow 1.5 million. Uh, there was an outcry that, you know, a black person has broken the Bruder Bonds Bank. And, 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 and how, did you, how did you do it? Because at the time... Um, you had the bank that was funding mainly white people. Well, you see, uh, uh, what you know, uh, you know, I always you know preach when you know uh, youngsters comes to me and say, "We want you to be our mentor. We want to understand how you started." I always tell them that you know, guys, when you know uh, you are a visionary, you have to know what you want to do, and you have to understand it. Mm. And you cannot, you know, do something without, you know, crossing the teeth and the dots. You have to understand the business. And in this instance, you know, I had a passion of, you know, property. And I uh, gave it to myself that I have to understand it backward. Mm. So I understood that, you know, when you are in a property development, you have to understand the risk that comes with it. And you have to understand how to mitigate risk. And you have to understand that, you know, you needed some equity as well. So I was able to demonstrate all those things, though the first instance when, you know, I applied for that money, the loan was uh, rejected. And I didn't take no as an answer. I then said, you know, I'm going to the top guys. And I went to the top guys. They asked me questions. And they realized that I knew everything. And I ended up that, uh, saying that, you know, you guys are discriminating against me. Mm. And uh, there was a gentleman there by the name of Louis Fanzena. And, uh, you know, he even drove with me to Guiani and to Malamulele, to my house. You know, he was amazed uh, about the knowledge that I had in terms of property development. Since then, you have grown from not having just one shopping complex in Soweto, but having a few others that you're still currently working on and expanding. But your model of development has been to go to township areas, rural areas, and bring the, the level and the scale of, of, of development that often you see in places like Johannesburg, you know, the, the, the shopping centers, the malls that, that you're building. What, what is the rationale behind that? Well, look, you know, um, you know, I, I'm one person who's been, you know, uh, trying to be inquisitive, and I'm one a person who's been, you know, trying to build, you know, a legacy. And um, you know, if you look into our country as a whole, we've got uh, several cities and towns, and if you look at all those several cities and towns, there's no, not even a single city that has been built by, you know, a black person. And I always ask myself, is it correct that, you know, we blacks, we are only uh, uh, sitting there on the periphery as if, you know, we can't think. And I've been, you know, having that mind of being competitive. And I said to myself, one day I'm going to be 
like, you know, these people who have built mm. cities. And I'll give you an example. You know, I said, you know, one day as I was walking down, you know, um, as you know that, you know, Jobek was the, you know, uh, the area before the Santin. I can also tell you the story about Santin, how it came about. And, uh, and I saw Carlton Center. I said, yo, how did they put this thing? And it was so amazing. Mm. And I said to myself, one day before I die in my lifetime, I'll build a high-rising uh, high building. Mm. And indeed, it happened. Today, I own, you know, Masingita Towers in Santin. And, you know, at the heart of, you know, where people th think that, you know, things are happening. And I became the first black to have that kind of building. Mm -hmm. So you can see if you want to have something and work on it and uh, be disciplined, you'll always have it. You know, uh, telling you about Santin. Santin was built, you know, uh, um, started uh, to be built in 1970. They opened the first door in 1973. And, you know, the guy who built it, it was, you know, Donald Gordon, you know, from the Liberty Life. And I said, you know, I'll also build a city mm -hmm. before I die. And, uh, you know, you look how, you know, they, you know, uh, conceptualize, you know, something. They build it such that, you know, uh, it had some organic growth. You didn't build a city one day. You know, you start somewhere, uh, but you see what you do, you design it such that, you know, when you want to expand as the market dictates, you are able to grow. So right now, as I'm talking to you, uh, I'm doing a, a city called Nguna City, and of which we're starting with Nguna Kron, and we have segmented, you know, the whole plan of a city, whereby you'll have the retail, you'll have, you know, a, a light industrial area, you'll have, you know, a, you know residential. Because, you see, uh, if you look what, you know, uh, the buzzing word about blacks, you know, the buzzing word is that, you know, black must, you know, go to the RDP house or social houses. Mm. And, you know, uh, in that city of Nkuna City, you know, we won't have, you know, uh, RDP houses. We do have people with help with money. We say, come. You know, the same way when, you know, Donald Gordon built something, they were residential. And those residential were upmarket. And I, 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 I might think that, you know, working for SAFM, you're also residing in Satin. <laughs> I, I won't answer the question. <laughs> because, you see, uh, mm. you know, we must pride ourselves to say we have done something. Mm. So that's me. What's amazing about Nguna City that, that you're talking about is not just the fact that it's a, a city that's being developed from scratch, but it is being developed in Guiani. An area that is not in Guiani, in a rural area. Yes, there's in, Guiani. Yes, there's a rural. Uh, there's rural. <laughs> Guiani, so, so, so Guiani, it gets that, more rural than Guiani. Yes, is what you're you saying. See, you see, uh, Guiani, it's you know a homeland mm. like Toyando, like mm. you know Liwahomu, like what happened in Putatswana. Mm. Those are the homelands that were created by the apartheid guys. But be as it may, those homeland. You know, uh, the white people, they wanted, you know, the blacks to remain in those, you know, homelands so that they can buy their own houses. And they created, you know, bulk infrastructure and, you know, uh, and, you know, some tax in incentives. That's why you, you ended up having, you know, Santin City. Do you think that, you know, Sol Kersner, if he didn't have the support of, go uh, of government, would have built Santin City? He, it was not going to happen. You know, remember the uh, factories that happened in Babelehe? Those, you know, factories, 
They happened because there were some tax incentives. You look in Guiana, there was a company called Basaf, was, you know, manufacturing buses. Do you think those companies were going to happen if there was no tax and the support of government? So those are the things that, you know, uh, you know inspired me mm. to say, I'm going to channel this whole notion and then go into the rural, rural. And there's not nothing. Mm. There's nothing. And it's happening. We launched it last year on the 7th of October. And I said in front of uh, the premier and the ministers that were there to say the difference between government and ourselves. We'll have a common, you know, a starting date. But you see, the end date differs. I gave an example uh, uh, because, you see, uh, I was able to do a development whereby we ha we're housing, you know, a government in one of my development, a police station, Yorville. Mm -hmm. uh, it took me 12 months to uh, nine months to complete that thing, that development. And then government was building the police station in Dipsclot. It took 11 years. Mm. And if you look at the budgeted amount that was budgeted to build that, it uh, more than, I won't say triple, 10 times. Sure. 10 times the cost. 10 times the cost. You're leading us into the next aspect of our conversation. Um, we're talking to property mogul Mike Nguna. It's 1030 I'm going to take your headlines. Um, we'll be taking calls a little bit later. The number to dial 011-714-2006. I'll give you an opportunity to engage with him. WhatsApp line 0614-104-107. The one thing that has been spoken about over a series of presidents is the establishment of the development of new cities. We've seen it under President Jacob Zuma. We've heard it under President Cyril Ramaphosa. Well, here's somebody who knows a little bit about what it takes to actually develop cities. We'll find out in terms of what is promised and committed and what we're seeing in action. Are these things he is laughing? <laughs> okay, I have to go I have to go to the headlines. I want to find out what that laughter is after this. Liesl, good morning. The talking point with Kathy Motlasana. Weekdays, nine AM till midday. We continue the conversation with our guest for this morning, Mike Nguna. Doctor. In stu oh, doctor, doctor Mike Nguna. He's correcting me in studio. He is the founder of the Masingita Group of Companies. We're talking about development in townships, development in rural areas, and I, I think the role that a business can play, and somebody like him who's done it in so many other, in so many different areas, rather, in this country, what are the lessons that he has been able to learn? I want to pick up on this issue of the commitment and the promises. You, you said something earlier, and I thought it was so important. You said there are no cities that have been established by black people. It's 28 years after democracy. That statement comes in a context where we have seen several presidents coming from President Jacob Zuma and now President Cyril Ramaphosa committing to establish new cities. What is the problem? Why does it not happen well, uh, Kathy, you know, uh, bear in mind that, you know, I'm not a politician and uh, I'm a businessman and uh, I know where I belong. And uh, at times, you see, one has to be very careful when you deal with politicians. 
And uh, without putting anyone under the bus, you know, uh, when President Zuma, um, you, know, uh, you know, ascended to power in uh, 2008, mm. he announced about the rural development. I personally visited him and uh, say, Mr. President, you have done a, a very good thing for announcing and uh, the rural development. I think that's the right way to do. But you see, it won't happen. You told him this? Yes. And I said it won't happen because that vision is going to be given to bureaucracy of government. And once it's given to bureaucracy of government, now the fight begins who's going to eat, who's not going to eat. Mm. And uh, when, you know, uh, the current, you know, uh, president, you know, uh, ascended to power, he also made a pro pronouncement. And uh, I'll quote what he said. He said, he was uh, being uh, 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 whispered by Dr. Nkosazana uh, Zuma that, you know, will build cities and the blue train. Mm, bullet train. <laughs> bullet train. Mm. That's what he said. And I looked at myself. I said, you know, it's not going to happen again. Because, you see, you cannot talk about, you know, uh, building a city without having a champion. Mm. If you look at cities like, you know, uh, you know China, uh, China, uh, they look at people that, you know, specializing in a certain uh, sector and then support them. And if you look at, you know, Jack Ma, the Alibaba, he came with a concept and then government realized that, you know, he's got, you know, a huge, you know, uh, concept and they supported him. Today, Alibaba is one of the biggest employers in the world. So, you know, uh, you'll talk and the implementation is not the same. I just told you now about, you know, uh, launching Kuna City on uh, the 7th of October last year, and of which we invited the president. And unfortunately, the president couldn't make it for mm -hmm. certain reasons. And uh, I said in my speech that, you know, come end of May, we'll be opening the doors. So we're creating a hype. We're opening the first phase. We still have to do the second, the third, the fourth. You know, building a city takes a long time. Mm. I just told you that something uh, 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 started in 1970. At that time, 1970, it was a concept. But they managed to open the first door in 1973. You didn't know that history. No, it didn't. And, you know, it has been uh, 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 going on and on and on. But you see... The most important thing is the planning. If you plan, even if you know Mike Nkuna is no longer there, but the plan will continue. Mm. We've seen the commitment, and, and, and one of the rural development projects you talk about was one that was going to go and uplift an area like um, Muyeshe uh, in the Mopani district of, of, of Limpopo. That was uh, an area that was earmarked for, for the pilot phase. Yes. A lot of money went into it, but nothing actually happened. Talk to me about how it works. As somebody who understands the space, what, you know, if we're saying we're developing this area, we're building this infrastructure, 
and it includes things like bulk infrastructure for communities to be able to have basic services. The people of Moyeshe still don't have the water There's no drop that of they water were there. promised yes. in 2009. Yes. It's been over 10 years that they've been waiting. Well, you know, uh, look, that's why I'm saying that, you know, uh, personally, I'm not a politician. I'm mm. a businessman. And what I'm telling you, it's more practical because you see, to build a city, you have to uh, acquire the land and do, you know, uh, uh, the uh, most important things that normally take, you know, uh, 10 to 15 years, the, uh, uh, the zoning of the land, uh, the, you know, the EIA, you know, the planning of, you know, the whole city. It comes with a lot of things. You have to plan in terms of water reticulation. You have to plan for sewer reticulation. You have to plan for electricity. So that's what, you know, I call, you know, a bureaucracy of government. And uh, I'm glad now we are working on, you know, um, you know, Masingita City on the N12, you know, uh, towards Pochistrom. We have bought, you know, 160 hectares. We're putting Masingita City. I'm not doing it in the rural area. I'm proving that, you know, we can do it in the rural area. We can do it in the township. Mm. And we have to take pride of ourselves. But, you know, uh, what I'm happy now, uh, the premier of Houting has started realizing that, you know, the township economy, it's the way to go. And uh, he's got, you know, a committee that is supporting me. The premier of Le Pompo now, he has started seeing that, you know, I've got some skill. He's putting a committee together with the DG mm. to say support it. And I'm glad, you know, uh, there's some other areas of government that, you know, they are helping us. DTIC, uh, they've put aside, you know, 50 million to assist, you know, uh, for the face face of the mall, but it's not enough. Bulk infrastructure government has to spend. I can give you an example. You know, I talked about China, uh, Shanghai, and, you know, uh, Beijing mm. in the 1700 and 1800. You know, the only urban area, it was those cities. The government of the day decided to change the pattern of, you know, budgeting from par parliament. There was a political will. And, you know, uh, uh, the budgeting, it was uh, 20, 80 percent. And uh, they changed it around. And that's how they grown, you know, uh, uh, China. Each and every uh, village is a city now. Mm. So here, at home, we have taken democracy in 1994. We haven't changed the pattern of, you know, uh, 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 the budgeting. You find that the money that goes into the rural areas, it's nothing. Mm. We'll continue our conversation with Mike, Dr. Mike Nguna, 011-714-2006. That's the number uh, to dial to get in touch with us on the WhatsApp line, 0614-104-107. Lots of WhatsApp voice notes are coming through already for him. Also, your calls. We'll take those after this. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Ntadukunguna, one of the things I wanted to ask you just before we take uh, our callers is perhaps very briefly, what do you find are some of the biggest challenges you face when it comes to development in townships and in, in rural areas? Because I think this issue of budgeting that you've mentioned is a big one because government is spending a lot of money in the metros. So these areas continue to develop and they draw more people to them, um, leaving, of course, uh, a 
us leaving these these urban centers with so many other add-on problems that I think we're watching um, happening in, in the likes of Gauteng, in Etequini, etc. Well, uh, of course, you know, the, the biggest challenge, you know, um, it's uh, budgeting, um, you know, um, particularly from government. And um, you can have that, you know, if you have the political will. And if you don't, uh, the government doesn't have the political will to change the pattern and, you know, make sure that, you know, they take, you know, um, you know a service delivery to the people out there. It won't happen. And uh, the other thing is that, you know, uh, being a developer, now I'm talking about the experience that I've experienced myself. You know, uh, if you don't have capital, mm. uh, you won't be able to do it. And uh, if you look at in this industry where I'm playing, it's white dominant. And uh, there are a few blacks, I won't even quote, you know, three that have done what I've done. And... Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, you need to understand. And I was lucky, you know, uh, that, you know, as I was, you know, uh, developing, you know, uh, NetBank came to my rescue. And, um, you know, because they realized the talent that I, you know, I had. And um, we ended up forming one company with them, and of which I chair and manage. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, being a visionary, you know, I didn't want to be swallowed. You know, I wanted the majority shareholding. So, um, you know, um, you know, and uh, I'm still driving that, and it has made my life much easier. Mm. And now, you know, uh, you have to understand that you know when you do such development, you're dealing with the retailers that's supposed to come into your space. And now I've built, you know, a name. There's no retailer that doesn't know me in this country, mm. in today's environment. So those are the challenges, and it needs hard work, and you have to have vision, and you have to be disciplined, and you know, be dedicated to what you're doing. Soli Noor, you're calling us from Cape Town. Good morning to you. Morning, Kathy, and morning, my dear brother, Mike. Oh, you know, my dear Kathy. brother, Soli. <laughs> How are you? I'm well at you, my brother. <laughs> when so are we having tea in Cape Town? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just want Kathy and the entire world to know that me and Mike grew up from the bottom and he was a dreamer then. Wow. And he's always been dreaming. And everything he's told you is mm -hmm. not half of what he's achieved. Mm -hmm. But while he's gone to the top and where he is today, he has not forgotten his people. He has not forgotten. He does a lot of other work. And of all my friends and compatriots, he's the closest to me. And we love him to bits. And Kathy, this is a proper example of what it is in the struggle, how we went through and what it happened. He mentioned Louis von Vienna. There was the most fairest and finest banker that I met with him too because we served together. And I can tell you today, that South Africa must be proud of the Mike Kunas, despite the fact that over 90% of all the retail and commercial property still remains with the previously advantage. But Mike, I will take this opportunity to salute you mm. and Kathy. It's just a great program you brought on, and I'm very happy you brought on. Anyway, Mike, you you owe me a coffee, so we'll see you. Soli, uh, Soli, <laughs> we're opening Kuna a uh, 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 crawl in Kuna City on the thirty first. You are uh, invited, my brother. <laughs>
I'll be there. I got your invite. You know that I'll fly down for you, anywhere for you, my brother. <laughs> no, you must wear but, but, but we must make it a condition. We must bring Kathy with. No, no, uh, Kathy okay. should be uh, broadcasting from side because you see yeah, what what we're going to achieve. We'll it's history in the making. Nine. We're showing yeah, we the country what we need to do. And you are the one that has made rural. You made Gihani. You made those cities. And people must start recognizing that today. Wow. But you know, we we did all this together, and I just love it. Thank you. I, we all came from very humble beginnings. Oh, Sally, thank you so much for that call. What a beautiful call. Uh, really, really appreciate that that background and that context. Um, I want to take Basil. Basil, you're the president of the uh, Collins Chabani Chamber of Business. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Katie, and good morning, Dr. Ancona. Uh, uh, good morning, uh, Basil. <laughs> yeah, how are you? Fine, and you, Basil? I'm good, man. Are you ready for uh, the opening and to make yeah, history in your villages? Yeah, we're ready for the opening. And you know, Dr. Tankon, I mean, I've, I've known you for some time, even at a personal level. You know, outside from the business uh, uh, aspect, how we really appreciate what, you, what you're doing for Collins Tower and local municipality. I mean, mm. you, you, we, we had an LED meeting last year, and you've committed $2.9 billion in new developments uh, within Collins Tower. And <clears throat> those new developments are going to create plus or minus 9,800. 800 jobs, you know, and so that's a very big thing for us. We've seen now most of our local SMMEs, you know, find it easy to take up space, mm. start, you know, small uh, saloons within your, uh, <clears throat> your your retail development. So we're saying we're very much grateful that you're coming from our area. You've really recognized the need to boost the economy, and you're coming back with a very big project. We are fully behind it. We're just saying to you that may God bless you so much. It's just that people of South Africa do not know much about you because you're very media shy. That's why when Katie asked you that, tell us about yourself. You're not someone who would go around doing media interviews, say, uh, this is me, this is what I do. You operate underground. But we're so lucky you know, to know you. You're always willing to come and speak to our local businesses and tell them about the importance of vision because mm. what you are, you are a visionary. Kate, I can tell you, this man is an amazing entrepreneur. I mean, I've never seen a person like him. He's at the level way beyond most his jobs because he doesn't dream. He has a vision. He drives relentlessly in pursuit of that vision. And that is something that we need in our country. That's what, something that we need. I, as a young person, I look up to him and say, vision is the most important thing that one can have. So we mm. thank you, Dr. Ancona. And, and you know, Basil, as you're talking, I'm thinking about how when we look at our country, and especially yeah. in a country that has such high inequality like South yeah. Africa, the areas that are seen almost like it's expected that there will be development in this area. And there are other areas that we look at and we know, okay, everything here is going to be the same because it has been the same for mm. the last 10, 20 years. So, you yeah. know, where, where some of our grandmothers are from, we know nothing has changed and the expectation of anything changing is, yeah. is, is quite limited. And to have big business come into mm. a rural area and commit that amount of money and that amount of development is is so encouraging because I think yeah. even local communities, um, you know, th there's reason to hope and, and, and reason to be hopeful about the future because there's something that's happening. No, very true. Let me just tell you a very uh, short example of what you once said to me in 
tough, you know. <clears throat> and we're sitting, and he said, you know what, Basil, you know, when I took a loan to go and build Giani, uh, Giani Malls, and I think it's a complex in Giani, mm-hmm. right? I knew that I'm taking a very big risk. I might not even have the money to repay it. But you know what? Even if the bank come and rip, repossess it, they're not going to take away the, the mall. The mall is still going to be there. People are still going to benefit. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, whether I it changes ownership to the bank, I, the mall will still be there. They're not going to demolish it. And that is, you know, one thing that we, I will always think reflect on to say sometimes, you start development, yes, things might go wrong, but at the end of the day, people are going to benefit from this development that you're starting. Oh, Basil, thank you so much for, for that call. Dr. Nkuna? Thanks very much, uh, Basil. You know, uh, what you have just said now, it's an indication that, you know, uh, I'm not there for money, I'm there for the development of people. And, you know, it would be nice uh, if, you know, our politician can lead in that aspect and, you know, start, you know, a... Uh, uh, applying you know uh, the right things that you know will benefit you know people because see if we don't do that we're failing the whole nation mm. the nation is looking at you know a uh, government and uh, the nation wants service delivery i'm saying that you know i'm not promoting myself there are other business uh, in various areas uh, who are like me uh, with your support government these people will be able to create jobs because government, you know, uh, you are politicians, you won't be able to uh, create jobs. You, you know, to create jobs, you need to have vision. You cannot say, you know, I'm a businessman without vision. You know, you look at, you know, uh, Sol Kessner, he had a vision to go and open, you know, uh, uh, you know, Sun City. Uh, you look at, you know, uh, you know, Donald Gordon, you know, he had a vision. You, everything is about the vision. So if you don't have vision and a proper planning, you know, you will be able to, uh, jobs can be created. We are there. Mutawung in Fosloris, good morning. Ah, good, good morning, good morning, Katie. Yes. Let me say DJ Katie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and good morning to Dr. Nkuna. Morning, 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 Mutawung. Dr. Dr. Nkuna, I was Katie and, his, and her crew, they already throw me under the bus. Soli and Basil, now they will make me feel very small. But let me uh, make a disclaimer. Everywhere on social media where I find your picture, uh, I download that picture and keep it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Thanks very much. Eh? <laughs> Thanks very much. I, I, I've, got, I've got a lot of your pictures that I download. Immediately I see any news headline talking about you. I will read everything to the end. No, thanks very much. Yes. Then, uh, the other thing that I want to ask from you, uh, may I, with your permission, follow you? You know, these days we follow people on social media. Now now that you go into open Nkuna City, I want to come on the opening day <laughs> and be my first day to start following you personally. <laughs> Well, you know, it's a shopping center. You know, a shopping center welcomes everybody. <laughs> That's how we market shopping centers. We invite everyone to come. So you are yes, also yes. A- invited. Uh, You'll okay, be doing some will, shopping there as well. I, I will I will be there. At the it, it's a, and, it's a and, beginning and, of, you know, history yeah. whereby, you know, yes. we're saying as black nation, we can also do something. 
Definitely, definitely. And I think one of the other one that I want to say to you, 2020 and 2019, I sent an email at Masingita Group, but unfortunately I did not get joy. But I will talk to you on the opening day of Nkunasita. I know you will All be right. busy. All right, but I will give you two minutes. Thank you very much. All Thanks. right, thanks for the call. Alvison Midrand, good morning. Morning, morning, Ms. Casey. Hi. And uh, morning to uh, Dr. Nkuna. Morning, uh, morning. Ms. I, I need to really say this. Um, I'm much appreciated for you to go and get uh, Dr. Nkuna. Uh, you know, when I started to know about him, uh, it was about Masengita. And I said, who's Masengita? Because um, the love that I have for rural development, mm. this man has done so massive. I don't know, Kathy, if you've been to Guiani, but I can tell you, Guiani, it was supposed to be, uh, let's say, a proper town, or not even not a city. But this man has made it, it was just a normal township, you know. The only thing that we remember was that uh, it had a parliament, um, and they're also using it. But when you go there, Kathy, People in Ghana they used to go to Danen mm, and they to used town. to go to yes. Yes. But right now, because now I'm I'm, I'm from Danen anyway. So when I'm Ghana, I get everything because of this man. I I, I can tell you now. He also got um, um, factory for um, a, a school furniture. School furniture in Rwon. 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 School furniture is so, one so, of the so, biggest so, in the country. Yes. When when you look. And, and and this man, what he's doing, um, believe me, that is why he said to you, I'm not a politician. Mm. That is why, you know, I'm so pleased. I can tell you, I've got even an invitation. I'm going there in Kuzana, R578. I'm going there. <laughs> uh, I've got this invitation, because uh, the concept that I've seen is that, you know, when you know your area. If you're a businessman, you're a businessman. Mm. Focus on that. And when you hear him, he's saying the same thing over and over again. It's not only about the money. It's a development. When you see people like the way we are in the rural, because I'm from the rural area, for you to go to town, uh, you travel a long distance to go and catch a taxi. Mm. Uh, as you catch a taxi, it drops you somewhere. You must catch another one to go to somewhere. You know, people in Guyana, they, they will spend so much money to go to Ghanin and, and Bulukwan to go and buy. But today, when you look at the local and the business that are, are, are coming through smaller business around the mall, you can see that directly and indirectly, this man has employed so many people. And uh. he, he said over and over again, it's not all about him. I'm so pleased. May God, you know, increase your days <laughs> so that you can live so many days for, for all the other generations to see. All right. You are not Elvis. from U.S., you're not from somewhere in Europe. You are just around the corner. And and I'm coming through. I can tell you that. And Fantastic. I Elvis, let's leave it there. <laughs> Elvis out at Midrand. Let me go to Meshek, Eku, Ekulindeni Township. Hello, Meshek. Hello, Katie. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm blessed, Katie. Greetings to Dr. Nkuna. Uh, greetings to you, my brother. How are you, Dr.? I'm, I'm very honored. I'm, I'm happy. I'm honored to talk to you as well. I'm honored to be speaking to you and to Sister Katie. Uh, I'm calling from Egulindeni Township, which is in Pumalanga, not very far from Swaziland in the eastern border. Uh, Dr. Nkuna, I've been listening and uh, 
I said, no, let me also try and get uh, an opportunity to speak to Dr. Nkuna. Maybe he can advise us. Uh, I'm from a place in Dr. Nkuna that is surrounded by about uh, seven tracks of villages. Uh, as the, the, the previous caller was alluding to the fact that um, people sometimes travel long distances to go to town. The area where I'm coming from, we have a gold mine that um, is actually in the process of being developed so that people can get jobs because there are no jobs in that area. People are suffering. And uh, we have land. We do not have a shopping complex. We do not have a butchery. We do not have a bakery. We do not have an ATM. If I'm outside of that place and I'm to send 100 rand to my brother for him to go and get that 100 rand, he must spend 60 rand on transport. Then he will only be left with about 30 rand mm. with the bank charges. So we have land. I was speaking to the executive mayor. I was saying, executive mayor, how can we develop this place? Because we have land and people in the meetings, when I speak to them, they always say we need a shopping complex. We need a shopping complex. And I was saying to the people, if we could have a shopping complex in that area, because I'm in the chicken farm industry, even though I'm doing it in a small scale, we could also build a big uh, broiler and layer chicken farm whereby we would be supplying uh, meat and eggs to the shopping complex. Right. And the other, th the other thing is that the, the, the old people, when they get pension, they also struggle where they get pension. Mm. They stand outside when it's cold, when it's raining. They are having a problem. And I told the mayor that in that space, we can also build a place where they could come and receive their money. Okay, where the people. Yes. So, so, so I, I think you've made the point. I, I have to go towards uh, to, to news because we do have a bulletin coming up. But Dadinkuna, I'm going to give you an opportunity to advise him, maybe even possibly get somebody from your office to link up with him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Look, um, you know, uh, a nice, you know, uh, phoning, you know, look, you know, in Pumalanga, you know, we have done a development uh, in Babaten. You know, there's a mall, it's called, you know, um, uh, Stimela. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a nice one in Babaten. You can go and visit it. But based on what you have just said, you know, visionaries are able to uh, see whether there's an opportunity or not. If you look where I'm talking from, I'm talking from Johannesburg. Uh, Johannesburg was started by Johannes and on the back of, you know, gold. So you're talking about, you know, that, you know, where you're coming from, you know, there's a mine. And it's an indication that, you know, we can start, you know, a new city there. And uh, we're ready to uh, assist you people as long as the municipality is ready to uh, cooperate with us. Because, you see, the problem with municipality, you'll find that, you know, you'll find people that, you know, are there for themselves. And, you know, in terms of cooperation, you find that they delay the whole thing and, you know, uh, nothing will move. But if the municipality and yourself, you know, uh, cooperate in terms of the land, some municipality, they even donate land and say, here's the land. Mm. So uh, we're ready. I can give you someone in my office. The number of my office is 011-646-0033. There's a gentleman there by the name of Piri and then uh, Timothy Piri. He's the one who can assist you so that, you know, we can even, you know, uh, you know, zoom into uh, that land from Johannesburg. We'll tell you whether it's feasible or not. All right. Fantastic.
Dr. Nguyen, we're completely out of time. Let me thank you so much for coming on to the show today. I hope that we'll be able to bring you back into studio later on this year because you said there are going to be all of these phases. I, I must go to news now. Yeah, before, before you know, I go just one, one second. You know, uh, next time, give me time so that I can educate the nation about development. Absolutely. We agreed on that. It's after 11 o'clock. Liesl Wilson, my greatest apologies. Good morning. <laughs>